Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am Alex, Luxury Division of Pella Gore. I'm here with Lance, Luxury Division of Pella Psycho. We are happy to be chatting to you today uh, about a lot of cool stuff. One thing that's cool is rocket ships, especially if you're in architecture and you want to learn Revit. There's a thing called Revit rocket ship. Really? For sure. 100%. Wow. It's where yours truly teaches you how to model, to mimic construction and how it gets built, how to use templates efficiently, how to really think uh, fundamentally about how to use the program and not take over really crappy AutoCAD standards. Ooh and apply them with crazy view templates and all this nonsense. Yeah. And all this I had to open, I had to open up a DWG the other day. It was awful. From an architect in Boulder. How you, dare you, architect in Boulder? You probably almost died. I was attacked personally. Yeah. So anyways, go check it out. Money back guaranteed within the first month if you don't like it. No risk to you if you're thinking about uh, upping your skills or changing the way that you model. You get the template that we use at our firm to make everyone extremely productive and efficient that we update literally uh, you know weekly as as people's ideas come into play so go check it out revitrocketship.com check that out i also want you to check out arccat.com with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done it's good to have information at your fingertips arccat.com provides architects engineers spec writers and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, arccat.com is free and requires no registration. That's my favorite part. So visit today and access the information you need now. That's arcat.com. Al Gore? We will be at the Arcat booth at the AIA conference in a couple weeks in Chicago. So stop by, we're especially offering, on Friday. We're offering free high fives. Free high fives. Exactly. Free high fives. Free high get- fives. Fist bumps. Yep. Nods. Yep. All of the above are on the table. We know for sure we'll be there right Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon from 2 to 5 p.m. Come by, say hi, get your free high five. We will also be there uh, Thursday morning um, from 9 a.m. until about 1 p.m. So uh, we'll be busy podcasting the whole time, but there'll be, you know, Stick around. Uh, you can probably catch us in between interviewing people and free high fives. Yeah. Or waves. Waves oh. work. Head this. nods work. You know, a little of this. Hey, double guns. You could double guns. Yep. All good. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Pella Luxury. You have never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com 
forward slash the firm today. Tell them we sent you. Uh, let them know that you heard about them from Inside the Firm podcast because the more they know about that, then the more they will support us and the more we can keep supporting everybody else with this uh, wonderful knowledge that mm-hmm. we spread. Back to me? Back to you. Back to me. Look Here at yourself in the go. face. Good deal. Uh, so the title of today's podcast is Why Sending Someone Home from Work is Okay. I'm going to say actually from work. I'm going to make an, uh, make that change yeah. um, on the fly here. Do it live. And okay, so I'll, I'll correct that. You keep talking. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I got it. Uh, I was trying to change it. So uh, it sending people home from work ha- happens from time to time. I'm not saying it's so... I think it's probably uh, less often on the white collar side, but as everybody knows, we operate a company that is on the blue collar side, and that's F14 Productions, our uh, our, our construction arm. And so uh, Al actually sent me home one day. So it does I, happen. And I one, thought yeah. that maybe he. And actually, I think I don't know what category it was white or blue collar. It doesn't matter. But like, I wanted you to tell that story. Okay, so <clears throat> and why I it's okay to even send me home. <laughs> I I literally had to send Lance home. He sits right next to me, and he was just going in a spiral off and off. I don't even remember what it was about. I don't even remember. This it seems like it's two or three years ago. Two or three years ago. And just kept complaining and being negative and just, like, really bad energy. And it was so bad that, like, here, here's why I said what I said. Because you could tell, like, it was affecting and making everyone else feel awkward and weird. So I just looked at him. I'm sure we were saying something back and forth. I'm sure he probably wasn't just talking to himself out loud the whole time. So finally I said, do you need to go home? I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but it, it's sort of like when you ask a question, but you're saying like what it's, you need to do. Yeah. And then, then he said, no. <laughs> and then I think you threw something. I threw the and, laptop. This one right here. Yeah. Tossed it. On this table. Yep upstairs uh and then and then went home yep. because he needed to go home and i know you're going to go in, into this so like um here's one of the points that why i think it's important to bring this up like okay i i could be there to say that to lance right he could say the same thing to me yep. but what if you're a sole proprietor and we're going to talk about oh, employees interesting, interesting we're going to talking about employees but you always hear about like you know this steve jobs tenter uh tantor Temper, temper, tantrum. Thank you. And then also, um, I was listening to a podcast and like sometimes as uh, an employer or boss, you have no idea why people do things. This is coming from like the the tech side too. And they're like, they're just so upset that someone just did something so dumb. If you keep ratcheting yourself up and like are going to say something dumb or are going to yell in front of the whole company, like, Maybe you need to think about sending yourself home. I don't know if you can do that in the moment because you're so right ra- and you ratchet yourself up more than me. Like, I don't know if it's possible, but like, it's something to think about. You know what I mean? Because you could get yourself in trouble by like just embarrassing yourself, setting a bad example. Yeah. But, but also, too, it's not all just about you. If yeah. you are in this mood, yeah, you're gonna ruin everyone else's mood. Yeah, it's, and that's uh, what good we're, attitudes are contagious, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's possible, but, but think about what you're doing to everyone else. And that's, that's the reason why I would, would say, you know, you asked the question, can you send someone home and what's the right way to do it? Like, yes, because they're not just upsetting themselves. Like 
they're putting everyone else on edge. Yeah. And that's why you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's legal stuff that you have to look into. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of what I wanted to go over here. So I have a really quick article to take a look at if you're watching on YouTube. It's from bizfluent.com. Uh, Can you send employees home for punishment? Uh, as an employer, it is important to establish and enforce disciplinary procedures to ensure your work environment runs smoothly. Uh, in any workplace, you can expect conflicts to arise and employees to break rules. Your employees need to understand the consequences and corresponding punishment for their actions. If you are considering sending home an employee as a form of punishment, you will need to understand your rights and in some cases may still be required to pay the employee. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, th- th- we we have... I have we have sent people home before, uh, and, and recently it happened. And uh, I think it was it was right at the end of the day. Um, me and another uh, one of the workers were getting just a little bit overheated. You know, it's kind of like the end of the week. The stress has been built. We're all ready for the weekend. And uh, my our rule of thumb is is that if you show up to work and then we end up sending you home, even if you've been there for a minute, you get paid for the day. Um, I think that just covers your covers your butt because later on they, they go on to say that uh, exempt and non-exempt employees, right? So employees are classified as exempt or non-exempt. Non-exempt employees typically have set duties and are able to receive overtime. Um, we just do salaries for yep. everybody here, so that ours would be. Um, and then they then they go on to say exempt employees are often white collar workers who work on a salary. So ours are are exempt. Um, because they work on work on a salary. However, um, therefore, sending home an employee without pay can be successful punishment method. On the other hand, exempt employees are entitled to their full day's pay, even if they only worked a minute because they're on salary. Yeah. See, so for us, the rule. Of, so that's why our rule of thumb is: you send them home with pay, and um, and then just cool down. And timing, like, there's no perfect way to time it. You never know when people are going to blow up or get angry, but like. Friday was perfect. Literally, last Friday was kind of a perfect like, oh, great. Plus, it's a three-day weekend. Okay, yeah. Let's all just cool down for three days. Yeah. I think it also happens more in blue collar because uh, why you're sending someone home it isn't probably just for like a stupid mistake or something. Like I have to think it's more like they're blowing up the attitude. Yeah. And I think that comes more in blue collar just because it's the work is so physical and hard. So it's like you. So you could, so, and, and and body language is physical, right? So then you're just gonna see that happen. Yep. So it 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 ha- I, it it does happen more on blue collar than than white collar. Yeah. So uh, just know about the risks versus the reward. That if you end up doing something like that, you need to understand if they're exempt versus non-exempt, like we just talked about, and uh, it can be a positive thing in the end, especially if people come back together. And we did on Monday. Everybody was an adult. We came back together. There was like sort of some apologies on both sides of of the coin, and it's been a fantastic week so far. Absolutely, I like to look at it as an opportunity to reset. I I actually never even thought about it in the word punishment. I don't know if that's what you're thinking. It's more just like get out of here. It's just a reset. Yeah, it's just like get out of here. Yeah, honestly, if it's like it's like me and my wife. We are we are our relationship has. Uh, really matured in a lot of ways and one of the things we we do we both rec- that is so helpful for us when we get into little tiffs is if she needs space and she requests it i will give her space and if i need space she now re- 
now, this last couple years anyway, gives me all the space I need. We come back together and pretty much everything's fine. Yeah. You know, this, that, just the, the people, some, everybody has the, comes to a point where they just see so much red. You can't see through, you know, the anger. Yeah. And, because and because be all calm. you'll do is whatever. Let's say you're making good points to me, but I am angry and just ratcheting. And up. you just want to dig your heels in and you just want to argue back with me. Yeah. Yep. And it, because almost every statement that you would make to me, it's like, oh, I'll pick apart a word, a concept, an idea and just say like, no, it's wrong. When like 90% of what you're saying is is right. But I'm just going to argue. One uh, one tool that I think. So one thing that helped me calm down too, and maybe if you're listening and you <clears throat> are going to be in this position or have been. I, I I hiked up to a lake on like a sat the Sunday after this happened and I wrote down I just used voice to text on my notes on my iPhone and wrote down like all of all everything I wanted to say mm-hmm. and it, it it pretty much got rid of all of my steam and then I was able to then I was able to kind of recalibrate one more time on Monday even before work again and then again Tuesday morning and like and then all the stuff I wrote down really didn't get spoken about. I was prepared with it, but um, it, again, it just kind of took the heat off. And I think that's the critical part here. Well, didn't one of the presidents, Washington or Lincoln or Benjamin Franklin, not that he was a president, do that? Like he would write letters and then just not send them. I yeah. swear that. Yeah. 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 It I seems like the same I can't thing. remember which one, but you're right. Yeah. yeah it was probably, maybe it was Lincoln. Uh, okay, switching topics in other news here. Um, I have something hilarious to read you, okay? Yeah. Uh, tell me when I tell me when I lose you. Tell me when you go, what? Okay. So, uh, this is a LinkedIn news story. It's uh, Demon Issues Economic Storm Warning. D- Diamond. Diamond? Jamie. Yeah, it's Jamie Jamie Diamond. Diamond. My bad. Jesus. Yeah. Forgive me. Jamie Diamond. <laughs> yeah. he, he, uh, JP Morgan Chase CEO. Yeah. Chief of the nation's biggest bank uh, revised his outlook for the economy to a hurricane warning from storm clouds of days ago. The J.P. Morgan Chase CEO cited the confluence of two events. Whoa. Okay. The Federal Reserve's current interest rates tightening cycle Mm -hmm. and Russia's war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. The latter is expected to fuel inflation. Ah. That the central bank seeks to counter as the conflict pushes up consumer prices by constricting trade flows amid the pandemic. Where did I lose you? You lost me when they said <laughs> the latter. Because Jamie Diamond oh Jamie Diamond is pals with the, all the Fed people. Of course. Um, he's a bankster. Yep. And <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's crazy that they think, what was it? Did they print eight? Half or 80% of the money. 80% of all the money that's ever been in existence in the last 24 months. Yep. Uh, But it's Russia's fault. But yeah. And and, and obviously, you know, like to say Russia isn't contributing would be false. Agreed. Of course it is. Agreed. Of course it is. Um, or the conflict, rather, is contributing, yeah. Yep, the conflict is contributing. Um, And then, too, like, we haven't even felt the full ramifications of that. Like, the grain produced in Ukraine, like, I'm sure that's disrupted this year. Probably not going as smoothly as possible. Yep. You know, um, the fertilizer from Russia, the, the oil that going in the, in the, the markets. So, yeah. 
just don't like you know the point of that little segment was a little bit of his humor but i just think um it is so difficult in this era of fake news and denzel washington read that to us last week right about the fake news media just how difficult it is to really understand like the truth and you know maybe you don't care to understand the truth but i think we do on this podcast and it's like Come on, like, yes, that's probably part of it, but really, come on, you guys, you guys, just take some responsibility. And you know what? Bravo to Janet Yellen for taking some responsibility this last week. Uh, former former head of the Fed saying, we were wrong about the transitory inflation. Yep. And I was impressed. If from a couple months ago, our podcast, if you didn't take action on looking at literally every bill that's coming into you, and seeing which ones you can get rid of, which ones you can't, and where you can streamline your firm and pay off some things. If it didn't hit you then because it was too early, it should you should probably do it now. You should probably do it now. Yes, sir. Uh, well, uh, one other big buzzword tagline that's been going on over and over again that we've been hearing about for the past maybe 20 months is uh, the Great Resignation. And sure enough, we're seeing some uh, counter articles to it now come out, which I think are really interesting. And so this is from the Denver Channel. Great resignation regret. Employees return to Colorado workforce. Um, so the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports nearly 40 million Americans voluntarily left their jobs in 2021. That That's, blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty giant. 40 million voluntarily. For, for us that went through um, 2008 recession, like... That seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't find a job. Uh, but according to the USA Today Harris Poll survey, one in five regret that decision. Okay. So about eight million. So about eight million, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they uh, some U.S. economists are calling the current state of the job market the great resignation regret, which workers who quit their jobs during the pandemic want to return to work and in some cases want to return to the position they left. We talked about this on a different show. Um, and then a professor goes, this professor goes on to say, uh, Christina Huber of uh, Metropolitan State University of Denver. That doesn't surprise me. I think during the five years of the first, sorry, not five years, it seems like it. That doesn't surprise me. I think during the first years of the pandemic, there was so much uncertainty. Now that we're over the two years into this, things are kind of returning to normal. So she's not surprising, you know, and she's, the factors she goes on to cite are unemployment benefits are gone. Um, people are seeing more job opportunities and then you're seeing a lot of employers uh, offer things like signing bonuses if you come on board and stuff like that. So just like the housing market is starting to cool, it seems like this part is starting to cool as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, basically, they go on, if you want to scroll down. Yeah. I think they say, yeah, I left my previous job right as the pandemic was really starting. I was suffering from severe burnout I was not aware of uh, that I was going to be unemployed for as long as I was. Um, so what's weird is that, that what did they say, 8, 8% yeah. regretted? 8% regretted, yeah. Um, I think it's more than that because there's always like whatever decision you make. Let's say you buy a car. Well, 20%. Uh, you, 8 million. 8, 8 million. Yeah, I bet you it's, it's double that because people... 40% regret. Yes, wow. because people tend to justify the decisions that they made. We do it, I do it, you do it. You know, they, oh no, this was a good decision, even even if it wasn't, you know, so. Yeah, 
be careful out there. Absolutely. I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, you know who's been careful recently? Nick. Yeah. But now he's back. Well, let's listen to Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A memo to executive staff. Subject, remote work is no longer acceptable. Anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean minimum, of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. This is less than we ask of factory workers. If there are any particularly exceptional contributors for whom this is impossible, I will review and approve those exceptions directly. Moreover, the office must be a main Tesla office, not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties. For example, being responsible for Fremont Factory Human Relations, but having your office be in another state. Thanks, Elon. My man, Elon Musk. Toodles! Um, one, this relates to, man, I think a lot of people were, I don't even want to know, I want to say delusional, but like overprivileged during the good times of, hey, I can just work from home. I can do whatever. Spoiled. Spoiled. That's, yep. And um, now that ties in with Elon's must tweet that 10% of Tesla staff might have to be laid off because he has a very bad feeling about where this is going, right? And people confuse his wealth with operating income. Like they, oh, he has enough money. Why is he laying people off? Like, if your company cannot operate a positive cash flow, you, you, after you've become po- po- the, the positive, blood, the blood flow is gone. The blood flow is gone. That's what profit is: is his blood. Yep, exactly. And this disconnect between that <clears throat> is crazy. So I want to do an, an analogy and abstract it to like hit this point home because some people I, I've seen the tweets like, um, I'm more productive at home. But thanks, Elon, you know. Okay, take... take oh, in response to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> take, take yeah, a, debatable. Well, well, listen to this. You're measuring the wrong things. You're measuring the wrong things. And this is going to be like more abstract, but it does apply. Lance, let's say you're on a football team. You're on a pro football team. You're, yep. I've been doing push-ups. I can do 50 in a row now. <laughs> Congratulations. How much can you do in a row? Who knows? I guess we're about to find out. Zero to, to infinity. <laughs> oh, no, your shoulder hurts. I won't hurt you. Exactly. Um, you're you're a receiver because yeah. you're kind of tall, right? I I'm literally you. Randy Moss. Literally Randy Moss. I'm the white version of Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, during football practice, you uh, you yep. have to do these drills. You have to do all this stuff. You even might have to do some team meetings. So, like, remember the buzzword of uh, like two, three years ago? Like, meetings suck. Get rid of them. I understand that. Al is not a meeting fan. I'm not a meeting fan, but my meetings are very poignant. Like they might be 15 minutes long, but like we're getting things done and they are extremely valuable. Even though I don't like them, they are extremely valuable having all those people in together. Yeah. I just don't think you like poorly run meetings or meetings that could have been taken care of with a text or an email. Yep. But the same sentiment from some employees or employers is like, I don't go to meetings. I'm more efficient without them. I can do my job. Yeah. 
I I I I I oh, I I I. A lot of eyes. So, so so Lance, there's no you, I in team. Yep. You could literally run all your routes, do all your dr- yep. drills, and then even like not go to the meetings that did not affect just you. And you could be a professional football player, and you could say, "I am more efficient. I am done by 11. I am done by 11. Why am I going into work dealing with all these other people?" Blah blah blah. Just think if your football team did that and then you went and played any football team that went regular practice, like you would get destroyed. Your whole destroyed. Utterly completely dominated. Like literally like 86 to three, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're like, well, that's football, that's physical. Like it still applies. The analogy still applies. You are still working together as a team. Yes, you individually might be quote unquote. I'm more effective and more efficient and get my work done better. I, 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 I does not make a team. I does not make a company. I does not make an impact. Okay. Your team, your company, your culture, that's how you build something. You cannot be a football team of one. You cannot be an employee of one. You are part of the company and the company is what runs and competes against other companies. So while a couple people and you know some off time might be more of might be efficient you know let's say stay at home Wednesdays yeah i think there's going to be a grind and maybe it's going to come through this recession and maybe some companies are going to fail because they're going to have to compete with true teams that have true chemistry Ooh, i like work. i really like where you landed at the end of that yep yeah that's and a fair prediction it it might be tough and then you might be wondering hey why did remote worker me, who's very productive, get laid off? Because you were in it for you. And that's not what they, it's not what it was about. He's going to be here all week. Oh, yep. He Couple actually more he, hours. he has been. He hasn't got sent home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been good. Good job. All right. What do we got next, Al? Airy Jeopardy. Let's, Let's bring, bring down the, the team. The two crew. The two that's crew. That's all we got today. Question number uno. According to the 2015 IRC. Why 2015? Because that's the one we had printed right out there in front of my desk. Nice. One story detached accessory structures. Less than how many square feet are exempt from building department permit? Is it A, 120 square feet? B, 150? C, 200? D, 250? They both... Guest A, which is 120, they are both wrong. 200 in, in 2015 IRC. This huh. is why. So a lot of people knew the reason they wrote 120 is because that is in our local jurisdiction. Maybe it's a 2018 number, right? We're literally doing a project right now that is unpermitted in Longmont because it's 120 square feet or less. Yep. And the reason for this question is like, oh, just double check because it, code does change. Obviously, they made it more restrictive over time. Good for them. Right, that extra 80 square feet might might do something. All right, question number two. According to the 2015 IRC, decks not higher than 30 feet. 30 inches. 30 inches, thank you. <laughs> Although we are maybe going to design a deck that's over 30 feet. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> that are not less than how many square feet are exempt from building uh, department permit. Is it A, 120, B, 150, C, 200 D 250 <coughs> good questions mm-hmm. 
They guessed A again, and they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong again? Yes, it matched. It was 200. So I'm sure it matches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They were very confident. <laughs> Which phase? I feel like they're going to tie now. Which phase tends to require the largest percentage of the project budget? Is it A, SD, B, DD, C, CD, D, permitting? C. Yep, you're both right. Okay, number four. <laughs> Which phase tends to require the smallest percentage of the project budget? A, SD, B, DD, C, CD, D, permitting? Ooh. Correct answer the, is A. Uh, okay. Are you sure? That's what I'm making up. <laughs> <laughs> the tiebreaker Ross wrote. So I'm just uh, gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a tie today. Uh, we're okay. gonna do. It's this is the, gonna be the first tie ever. Simply, simply because uh, Ross is already an architect. Yep. And uh, we only have two people, and that's it. So where are we gonna eat? Can they agree on that? Chibot! Take us out. If you like this episode, please share this episode with a friend, a colleague of your mom, of course. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. That helps uh, our rankings, and we will see you next week. 